Welcome back to another episode of the Balcony Chatter podcast. And uh, the co-host, the inmate, is running the asylum today. I'm flying solo as far as Balcony Chatter is concerned. My, my dear co-host, Andrew, is uh, currently at work, but I'm not totally alone. I'm joined by my good pal, creator, co-creator of American Vandal and the new players on Paramount+. Plus. My buddy Dan Peralta is here to help break down the end of what was, I mean, I think just has to be the dictionary definition of a roller coaster year, Dan. I don't know. Thanks for joining me, man. Absolutely. Thank you for having me on. And to take that analogy, let's, let's break that down. It was a good roller coaster. It was like, it oh, started at awesome. <laughs> let's, I, I don't know roller coasters well enough, but it started out as a pretty shitty roller coaster. Yes. Then, you know, really finished strong i would argue still like to the end finished fairly strong if we definitely wanted. so you know it was a roller coaster ride i was happy to be on yeah i i was too and there's i mean for how if we're gonna if we're gonna beat this analogy into the ground <laughs> for how long the ride was is shocking yeah at, at, a, at a large point of it you know back in december I said on this podcast a lot, I was like, there's a chance we're the 10 seed at the end of this month. And there's a oh, chance totally. we don't really claw out of that. And we were about the 10 seed at the end of December. We were yeah. sub 500 on January 21st. And then we went on the craziest stretch where we were by far, by far the best team in basketball. And it was yeah. incredible to watch up through. I mean, even we saw flashes of it still in this series in the finals, but it wasn't present enough. The lack of experience in the finals was definitely a thing. Yeah. Um, but hey, now they got some games under their belt and these guys are young. And, you know, you look at the age of superstars when they win their title and it's not usually 25, 24. And that's what we're dealing with with Jalen and Jason. So it's a very promising future. I just hope we can get back there while Al Horford is still there because God bless Al Horford, man. God, God bless, bless him. him. I mean, I wanted them to win it for Al so bad. I so mean, bad. like everything, I totally agree with everything you say, but like, can we please get this man a title? I think that to me, the poster I'm so willing to put on my wall is is the Giannis moment where he's just nodding like, okay, okay, okay. okay. <laughs> I don't know if you follow Anna Horford on social media or if yeah, any of you yeah. do, but if you don't at home, you're listening, you have to. She's amazing. Also, like, yesterday she goes, she's so like on her brother's side. She goes, congratulations to the bitch-ass Golden State Warriors. I was like, whoa. <laughs> I was like, congratulations to the dynasty, but she's got, she's got saltiness in her. But yeah, she, she yeah. quoted, quote tweeted that photo and she goes, oh, I know that face. I've seen that face at family board game night. He's pissed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love the guy. I mean, like one side note to all of this, like he got paid, right? Just by getting to the finals. He did. Um, He's $5 million richer because of that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, not a happy ending, but like there were some, there were some happy moments there for Al this year, which is great. You know what? While we're on it, and you know, there's this is going to go back and forth from hell of a season to gripes. Um, but here's my gripe: Why did we stop going to Al as an offensive weapon? It was infuriating to watch last night, where he was four of five from three, and he's just not even shooting in the last few games. I I don't understand why we went away from him. We I, I wasn't expecting another thirty point game like he did in the Buck series, but he still can be productive. He just had he was nineteen and fourteen last night or something like that. As a 36-year-old man, it's incredible. Yes. I don't yeah. know why our offense went away from him. And I think it was, I think it hurt. I mean, our, I don't I don't know a lot of things about what the hell we were doing on offense down the stretch there, but definitely like I don't get why Al went away. Well, I think that this team might one of my biggest complaints, and it certainly got better over the year as as they progressed, but 
you know, they get far less creative when, when it gets tough. I, th- I think that this team yeah. relies on ISO too much. They drive, they kick it out. And it's just, it, I, I think they become too predictable um, when they're past, when there's, when there's just solid ball movement all around. This team is very hard to beat if you add their defense on top of that. But I really think they became too predictable. And hats off to the Warriors, who, I mean, I do think we beat ourselves in a lot of this series, but they're phenomenal on defense. They're a phenomenal wow. organization. I, I don't think there's another team I'd rather lose to, honestly. Uh, that Like, you know, I don't want to lose, but this is, I think, the best case scenario for me. It's just, I'm, I, I'm a big Steph believer. I used to watch a Davidson and everything like that. I didn't I didn't love the Kevin Durant era, but it's, it's cool to see these three do it again. It's very painful to watch it at the Boston Celtics' expense, but again, I, I'm still can't help like when you really pull out of these last two weeks of being in the finals it is incredible that we got here and i think there's arguments to be made that we got a little lucky along the way with injury bugs being in other people you know i, I the bucks Middleton yeah. thing is i think i have a hard time believing after watching all this that we get through them you know when they're able to throw those two wingers at jason and jalen we saw we saw it we saw it and then it, but another thing to go back to the mismatches it was infuriating because the mental, like, talk about, like, how they get in their heads. Al's got Steph on him in the post, and Jalen just pulls up a three over Wiggins. Yeah. Al has Steph on him alone in the post. It's just, like, it's, it's, it's nuttiness like that where it's just, like, we did not have the mental fortitude to win the NBA championship this year. No, we didn't. And I think they were playing the team that, I mean, is by far the most qualified to yes. kick anyone's ass in the finals. Yeah. You could, the, the poise was there. They're cool, calm, and collected. It is a difficult team to hate because you got to respect the way they play. Uh, yes. And you're right. They're, you know, we know them as Splash Brothers and whatnot, but they, they play tough D, they play smart. Um, and you got to get like hats off to them because at the end of the day, we think of Golden State as a super team, but that's a homegrown group of guys for the most part that we're watching now and yeah, absolutely i mean they added wiggins but which which can't be overlooked and was like shout out to andrew wiggins for uh, i don't know that he reached the level where it still makes sense that he was an all-star starter but the man can <laughs> play basketball and he's a very worthy player in the nba and he's you know i think he's a top 15 definitely 20 guy in the league well i think this postseason uh, catapulted him to that i mean i remember the memes and the comments when he he got that all-star appearance. I think he, he earned it retroactively. I do too. I, I really do. Yeah. 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 I agree, man. It's just, it's, but the other thing, and I want to talk about how they're built is in game five, they started going to their bench. This is the bad Steph Curry game where we needed to capitalize and we didn't. Yeah. We're putting Bialika in, they're putting Otto Porter in, they got Iguodala in. They have four to five guys they're actually playing off the bench, and they could or could not do that. They could choose to, and we we can't get – Peyton Pritchard misses two shots, and he's yanked. That's it. And then we're down to Grant and Derek White. I don't yeah. think – Tice didn't see the floor the entire series, I don't think, oh, unless no. it was garbage minutes. Yeah. We, need, we need depth. They were much deeper, and they had the choice to not play deep or play deep. And that just – I think that ultimately was, was what really, really killed us. You know, looking ahead a little bit that, you know, you, you said it's a young team. Of course it is. And that's great. One thing that I'm excited about is we, I would run this team back and I don't think there is the need to really change much, but we still have the TPE, right? I mean, we yes, could we do. get 17 million uh, trade player exactly. exception. Yeah. 
but a great versatile wing off the bench for that. You can't just rely on Grant. And so I think we have the ability to make the degree of improvement that this team needs to, to make that next step. Yeah, I think the pieces are there. I have a bird clock that chimes in every episode. Every you know episode. what? I believe I grew up with that same bird clock. It was my grandfather, so that would make sense. It's a it's probably yeah, a New, yeah. it's a New England classic. It was probably at like the Christmas tree shop or something. <laughs> does, all right, seven a.m. Does it sound like? Nope. Yep. Yep. I got the owl. That's the morning dove. Yep. The morning dove was my uh, during middle school was the alarm. I didn't wake up to the morning dove. I'd be usually eating breakfast during the morning dove at seven. I have the oh wait no my seven o'clock is the uh, the singing sparrow, but I got that uh, at midnight. I get the I got an owl who kind of sounds like that at midnight. They just they just they just have bird sounds and they put they painted whatever bird they wanted to on it. Yeah, but course. it's probably the same sounds I mean, for sure. Um, sorry, as you were saying with the with the running it back. Yeah, well, I I think that you know we have our core and that's exciting. The only thing that I'll say is that. As fun as it is to say, hey, look, they're young. We got years ahead with these guys. You just never know. No. And the East is East is getting more brutal by the year. I mean, Giannis isn't going anywhere. He just signed that contract. Giannis is not going. Giannis won't be out of the way for a decade. So you got to no. prepare for the Bucks every single year. Yeah, yeah. And so it's going to be tough. You, you don't know. Like, I remember uh, on Reddit, someone made the comment that I totally agree with, like, the bubble year was one of their better chances. I mean, yeah. if you think with a, a healthy um, Hayward, that team probably goes to the finals. And again, it's a similar situation of like, well, they're young, you know, we don't, we don't, but, but they could be the, you don't know, like the difference between the Golden State Warriors and the Thunder, you don't know what this team's going to be. You don't know when someone, you know, leaves and, and you, you just can't tell. I mean, right now we have Tatum, his contract is what an, an additional two or three years beyond this brown I think so brown brown's yeah. up for extension now okay everyone but broderick thomas luke cornett and matt ryan is under contract for next year right so they can bring uh, run it back and, and they should and i'm sure they will but you just don't know how many of these chances you're going to get and yeah. so that is my i am okay with this loss i think the better or at least the team that should have won one yeah um I love that they're young. I love that they're poised to to bring it back and, and, and come back stronger. I just question, you know, how long anything ever lasts. Yeah. I mean, especially in today's NBA, look at how often yeah. we have superstars changing where they are. Do you remember James Harden played for the Rockets? Because that wasn't actually that long ago, <laughs> believe exactly. it or not. And exactly. for him, it was two teams ago. It's crazy, yeah. man. It's just, it really is like, revolving doors and, and musical chairs but I think there's something to be said about keeping your core look at who just won the title you know and yeah. so I like let the let the NBA do trading places let the let it do musical chairs all around us I think Brad's got a really good head on his shoulders I really think yes. like I think these executive and coach of the year awards shouldn't be given out at the end of the season especially with how long the playoffs are we're talking yeah. about a third of a year it's just like why are we ignoring this and that's the most important part or at least redo the awards. I think Brad's up for executive of the year. Bringing Al Horford back turned out to be the greatest trade. It's the reason right. I think we got this far. And yeah. then um, not to mention Ime Udoka, just sign that man for 20 years. I want to yeah. die with Ime Udoka still coaching the Boston Celtics. Well, I hope you live past 20 years, Tim. Yeah, me too. Um, I'm working on that. <laughs> but uh, look, I think one of the, uh, you, you can't say enough good things about Ime. I, I think that 
he's created a culture and that's the most important thing to sustain winning. I think if you look at the Warriors and the Spurs and the mainstays of Steve Kerr and Pop, it's like, I mean, and just to look at football, look at what Belichick has created for multiple decades with the Patriots dynasty, that you could argue is the most important piece to sustained success. Yeah, You have someone who can start a culture, have, have guys who want to buy into the system, who want to play here mm-hmm. uh, for this man. And, and also Brad, I think that, you know, a lot of people question when Ainge retired and they did the, the musical chair swap of, okay, Ainge is gone. MA coach, Brad uh, executive. It's like, okay. A lot of people are saying like, well, did they just make this move because Brad wasn't working as head coach anymore and they had to do something with him because he's under contract for another five years. Right. But as it turned out, I think it actually was a brilliant move. I mean, it was. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I fully was on board with the argument of what has he done to deserve this? That's a promotion. I mean, it's, it's viewed as a promotion, right? Head coach to the director of basketball operation, like president of basketball. Like I believe that's a jump up. What has he done as a coach to deserve that? I don't know, man, but he knows what he's doing better in there. And he also knew to remove him. I think he chose to remove himself from the situation as head coach. Cause yeah. I think he would still be the head coach if he didn't choose that. I think he got that offer for the promotion and he knew he can't do what Ime's doing. Like he can't, he, he couldn't get them to stop complaining at the officials. Ime's busting his ass to get them to stop complaining at the officials. And it's still awful to watch. I love Jason, but good Lord, get back on defense, man. Stop waving your arms and doing this. Why don't you go up with two hands? Like it's just, it's, it, it was very frustrating, but like, like you said, he's built the culture. But my favorite part about that culture is that like what comes out of it is like, you'll hear Marcus Smart be like, yeah, he may just pulls me aside and is like, what the fuck am I doing? And then he's like, oh, you're playing like shit. Like he's just like, he just levels with them, like no bullshit yeah. levels with them. And it's awesome. And it's, yeah, it's, this is some of the best Celtics basketball down the stretch that I ever saw. And, and I think through those first few months, we shouldn't have been that bad. I know the schedule was hard. We beat those same teams down the stretch. It was just that no one bought into his program out of the gate at yeah. all, at all. And it took a long time for them to do that. And now they did and look what it can do. And I, I just think, yeah, there's no need to blow up. There's no need to shake up. Build from this, build on this, add that $17 million a year guy, make him a bench player. Even like, it's just like, get deep, get people who want to be here and join that culture. I, I, I totally agree with you there. Absolutely. Let's get deep. I mean, the other, the other X factor here is Robert Williams. Like what is this ceiling? I think he's to me the most exciting part of our future. Um, and another reason you don't need to blow things up because who knows how, how high this man's ceiling is. Um, I totally agree. Let's surround our core with the missing pieces. Um, but I'm, I couldn't be more happy with our core as it stands right now. Are you concerned about Rob and the knee? Yeah, totally. Yeah. I think, you know, we were just talking the other day and what, a, what, at least they were fun times watching these games. I mean, it was, it yeah. was last to go to Sonny McLean's with you. And yes, just, despite the Warriors infiltration. It just I couldn't get away. I hated that. I hate their fans. I like the Warriors. I hate I'm with I'm on Chuck Barkley's side on that. I hate their fans. <laughs> well, I just don't also get... they all became fans seven years ago. Yeah, you of can't course. convince of me course. otherwise. There because, is still some tags. You guys didn't own any of those tighter jerseys they used to wear with like Jason Richardson and stuff. Get out of here. Baron Davis, no oh. way. Um, where was I? Oh, oh, talking about Robert. Uh I think uh, you know. 
as you said the other day, is he a guy who can get you 50 games a year? Do you really have to take it easy with him in the regular season, hoping he can give you his all come playoffs? You know who it reminds me of? And those 50 games are in turn to get you the 28 more win, the 28 more potentially in the playoffs too. So it's like you need 78 out of him, but not in the regular season is my fear, yeah. So it's like how much can they reasonably – manage that and 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 you know can you can you can you see, i mean what what does that even look like so you 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 create phantom injuries where where are we at i'm like literally asking in terms of like can you load manage to the point that he literally takes off half the season yeah i mean you might get fined but you're <laughs> one of the richest organizations in sports period not let alone basketball so I, i'm actually yeah. in favor of load management the 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 reason being if it gives you a competitive advantage, why not do it? If it makes sense from a competitive standpoint, why wouldn't you do it? No, and to of be course. penalized for doing something that puts you in a better position to succeed in the postseason is lame. It is. It is. I mean, it, it just comes down to we're basically we're flirting with the discussion of is the season too long? It is. Look who, is. look at all the people going down. It, I'm sorry. I love it. I love 82 games. I have league pass. I watch every team. I'm watching the kiss cam in Detroit and like, you know, <laughs> grandmothers dancing in Utah. I love it. I, I can, I can't eat enough of it, but dude, it, when it harms the final product, which is the playoffs and you lose Chris Middleton and you lose all these other guys, John ja Morant, I, I, I would rather full strength teams killing it in the playoffs. I want to beat the best to be the best. And I think yeah. it's the season's length that's harming it. Rob's a little different with that. It's not the length of the season. It's did this, is this happening now? Because his knee is just different. They cut the meniscus is the, are the bone bru- is the bone bruising because there's a lack of meniscus there. I'm not a doctor. I don't fully understand it, but that's my fear. If it's still residual effects from what happened before and he can heal and that won't be a problem. I think we're in a lot better shape, but my fear is that, this is just how his knee is now. So he's going to need that load management. Well, he'll need it. And I think the, the, the way you go forward, like a big reason Tice was so valuable this year is that he can, he can to a lesser extent replicate some of what Rob does. Yes. Um, and so can, do, can we have a reliable big off the bench who can fill in during those times that we're going to need Rob to take a break? I really hope Rob gets a lot of rest this off season. Me too. I, I mean, hope he doesn't touch a basketball. I hope not either. Like, yeah. uh, but um, it's interesting because I think this is year three for him, right? So was this his leap year, or does he have more to go? And that, to me, if he's healthy, yeah, man, I mean, that is that is a exciting thought. It really is because I, I again, we started this by saying we don't know his ceiling. We don't get it. It's not clear. It's not obvious. That's exciting, man. I, I, I think that his ceiling is just to not only modernize, but change the, the center position. And I, and I say that knowing that some of the top 10 of all time are the greatest centers ever. It's just, dude, this guy's jumping out of the gym. If he develops like a, a mid range, which he doesn't even have to, it's just like what, like the sky just really feels like the limit. Yeah. A lot of people were like, Oh, what's Robert Williams. I always think it takes centers three, three years to get acclimated to, to just yeah. get acclimated. So given that timeline, this would be the acclimation year. And now he can build and grow from there. Yeah. I mean, I think, I don't think we've seen the best that Rob, Robert Williams has to give. And he, at one point this season was the best offense and defensive rated guy in the NBA. It's crazy. Yeah. 
It's insane. I mean, you, to see people not even test him sometimes, did yeah. you, that's true rim protection is when he's not even tested at times. I was surprised. Steph was kind of going for it a few times. Yeah. Steph was like determined to get one on him. It was crazy. It, it, like the look of confusion on Steph's face when one of those floaters gets blocked is just so satisfying. Yes. Oh, it's the best. And there's <laughs> a, the other thing too. There's no question of it being a goaltend. It's not close. It's not even at the apex of, of like, it's not even at the top. And that's where it's like the final play. It can't be on the way down. And it's like, no, that thing is still going up in the air very high. And he still got it at like the top of the backboard. I'm excited. Yeah. I hope he's okay. He's exciting. he's exciting. But like, what an incredible pick. I mean, to me, that's what you should be doing in the first round, the twenties in the first round, take yeah. flyers on guys like Rob, who, you know, I believe he had an injury history. I think that's why he dropped that far. I think so. I think you're right. Yeah. Uh, but what a great flyer to take on a guy who's really worked out. Um, you know, because this this team's had somewhat of a shoddy draft history, with the exception of like drafting third, which they've hit grand slams on multiple times. Yeah. To see someone make a real impact at that point, you know, because they drafted him what in uh, 20, probably 18. I think so. Yeah. Uh, still a playoff team. So I guess I think that might've been our first pick in, in, in that draft. And I think it was a well, a well-used pick. And then, uh, I, you know, shout out to Danny. Thank the Danny Ainge. Yeah. It had a, had a lot of getting us here uh, again, hit or miss, like you said, with his draft picks, but pretty solid in the twenties. These last few years, Grant Williams was a pick in the twenties. Yeah. Uh, Peyton Pritchard was in the, I think even maybe may have been 30th or something like that. Maybe 29th. Or something like that but yeah our, our, our flyers in the 20s are, are panning out they are they are the only thing i'm bummed about is like they were really high on tyler hero i think and i think they were they were and they went with neesmith instead um but they were like one off if they if they had gone up and and pritchard gives us some of what hero would have given us yeah. but i always wonder like oh man that that would have been nice i are you out on neesmith i i i i need another year of course of course yeah let's let's give them that but you know and yeah that i don't have much to say beyond that but it's 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 one of those things where you never know and like i do feel like in the teens if we're going to really break it down like where if they had their most success in drafting those like like mid first round ones not that much success in the no, last decade no knee smith right in the middle of that i think we had him at was he lottery? It was like the end of the lottery, maybe, or 15th or 16th yeah. or something like that? Something like that, mid-teens. Yeah. Uh, shout out to James Young, RJ Hunter, <laughs> Carson <laughs> Edwards. <laughs> Just a couple guys who you probably don't remember. Um, so uh, the big debate on Celtics Twitter right now seems to be, we talked about how they need depth. I think that's the issue. Marcus Smart. Yeah. Get a real ball handlers is, is the sentiment I'm seeing. I loved what Marcus did this year. I think Marcus proved himself as a point guard. What's your thoughts on Marcus smart as the point guard going forward? Would you rather see him go back to a six man type role or even a two guard and play Jason up at four? If, if Al comes off the bench or whatever, what's your thoughts? I like him at the point. I mean, like I just want as as, as much Marcus as we can get. He is such a core part of that D that worked so well this year. And in terms of a, a veteran ball handler, like a, a distributor, is that not what Derek White provides? I mean, are you satisfied with what White has done with us and the half season we have? I am. I just I feel like they don't let him carry the ball over the half court line as much as they could or should. But the other thing with Derek White, he played like 20 games with us before the playoffs started. 
it's right. pretty remarkable how he was able to be plugged in. I think people got too used to him being around and got mm-hmm. mad at his shooting and got mad at this and got mad at that. It's like, first of all, buckle up. We got this guy for four more years or something like that. So you're yeah, going to see a lot of Derek White. And I, I've been a huge believer the whole way. Ime and him go back from, from the Spurs days. He used to be targeted in San Antonio and he'd still be like a 16 point yeah. a game guy with assists and, and everything like that. I think this dude could get in the twenties for a, a season of his career. Like totally could get in the, he could be a 20 point scorer off the bench for us. I think that's yeah, highly I, possible. I, I mean, unbelievable acquisition. I believe we gave up a pick for that. Well worth it. Yeah. Um, but uh, he's fantastic. And I, and I, I think, and, and Brad was looking at him for a while. Yes. Um, and so the fact we got him when we did, it's no coincidence. We went on that streak. You know, I think we were already starting to buy into Ime's system, but yes. White, the addition of White just took it up another level. Totally. I, it totally did. I mean, I liked this team. I liked Jason Richardson. I liked having Schroeder on the rental. I, 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 we were deeper, and I, and I liked that. But, you know, bringing, bring it, bring it Horford back. Bring, we talked about him already. Bringing Tice back was a big move for us. It really yeah. helped. You, you can't say otherwise. He got us through a few Bucks games. It's crazy. Uh, shout out to Brad Stevens does the move that you kind of cock your head at, but you're like, Oh, we didn't pay too much. So let's see about this. And then I think, I I don't think he missed. I really don't think he missed this year. And he doesn't seem like he's going to take these big cuts and stupid swings. So hopefully, you know, I feel good going into the off season that Brad's not going to try to even just blow up the bench or anything like that. Just see who we can add with that TPE and just build on this. I, I, I just stick to your guns is what I, is what I think we need to do for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm with you though. Marcus, I want to keep at the point. Yeah. And because it's just his tenacity. I would love for him to stop whipping passes over the back of his shoulder at people. The the ball, the carelessness of the ball passing and this and the, the turnovers was just the worst way to go. I would have rather the Warriors stomped us by 20, but we only had five turnovers than whatever we, we had to watch these last two games. It was just the carelessness with the ball. Jalen looked like he forgot how to dribble in the Buck series, and then it looked like he still didn't know how to dribble in the in the Miami series, and then it looked like at the beginning of this series he had it back, and then it was gone again. I mean, he handed the ball over five times in game five, and then there was just – I don't know how many he had in game six, but I remember watching more than three. Uh, just just infuriating. Robert Williams, a few lazy passes. Just infuriating. As, as Golden State's D, is it nerves on the part of – our guys, no one has ever committed 100 turnovers in a single postseason before. Now we have Tatum has that. Yes, he does. What, what, what do you attribute to that? Because it did seem to get worse over time. Mental, like you've been saying. And um, it's like the Warriors, just their defensive presence, able to f- fake hedge or drop back. Right. But some guys already on the move. It's, it, it, all of these turnovers, guys are off of one foot. And they, yeah. they'll get caught in the air and then they'll like travel or throw the ball down. And it's just like, it's trying to get a move going. There's no, there's nowhere to go. You're already full speed. And it's like, I have to lose the ball or, I'll, or it'll be a turnover. And then that's even, it's like it, the better turnover would be to get the travel call. Cause at least the ball stops and you can get back on defense. But instead it's like, we just threw it out to a guy at the post who took it all the way. Yeah, absolutely. I also can't stand. And um, you know, I'm not the first person to bring up this point. The the foul, like a star player, Jeff Van Gundy brought this up on the broadcast. The worst, one of my worst, least favorite common plays, you turn the ball over, you sprint down the court to foul the guy 
like one of your star players following the guy in a breakaway. Okay, that guy hits two shots, and now Tatum, you pick up an additional foul that's going to screw us in the fourth. I, I, yeah, that, that, and and I saw it. I mean, there's there's an experience at play for that, but that that's one thing. That's one common play that infuriates me. Yes, I totally agree. Totally agree. I'm getting threatened by Zoom that I only have 10 minutes left. So uh, we'll keep this sweet here. Um, want to I want to have you on again with Andrew and I want us to really get into the off season when it's you know, we've we've grieved a little bit here. Um, but, you know, before that, just wanted to talk a little bit of players, man. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. Thanks, man. Well, look, it's 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 a sport. It's a fictional story, but it's it's based off of our, it comes from our love of genuine, true sports docs, like the last dance cheer F1 drive to survive. We thought, you know, coming off of America Vandal, this true crime parody or light satire. Could we do the same sort of treatment to uh, the premium sports doc? And thank God for the last dance to give us such a wonderful template for that. And uh, yes. we decided to do our version of that with the world of esports. Um, I was lucky enough. Tony showed me the pilot like a month back and, oh man, I love it. I'm excited to jump into the rest of the series. Uh, thank you, Tim. I love that you guys started the love Taylor's little note about you guys starting it on the couch four years ago and where it is now. Yeah. Um, yeah. it's just, you guys are the mock gods and you're at it again. I'm just, as a guy yeah. who's grown up, always loving mockumentaries and always wanted to do somewhat of it. It's just, it's, it's, it's just awesome to see you guys keep ripping and, and, uh, you know, the reviews are coming back hot. I'm seeing them. People are yeah, loving it. People are into it, which I which I love. And look, to compare to the season, one of the earlier points I made, like you never know, you know, if you'll ever get a chance to do a TV show or any sort of project that anyone's going to like ever again. And so you have to cherish the moments when you get them. Um, I'm so thrilled that Paramount Plus and, and, and Riot and CBS Studios and everybody allowed us to do this pretty crazy project that could have easily gone horribly wrong i mean yeah. <laughs> like taking on a game uh and an esport that tony and i didn't know very much about initially um it was tricky but thanks to a really good support system and experts and pros and like people from the league of legends community helping us every step of the way we're, we're proud of what we came up with I mean, I think you guys would have killed it either way, but yeah, really shout out to Riot for allowing it to be authentic and allowing it to actually be about League of Legends. You're not having to go in there and make up your own game or whatever the yeah. case may be. Yeah. It really brings the authenticity to the table, but it, it only helps. You, you guys would have had the humor there no matter what, man. It's, it, it's, oh, it was great. Congratulations, dude. Thank you. And I actually like, I do like League of Legends. Like I do hope, like with American Vandal, our hope was you're going to be hopefully laughing at dick jokes in the first half of the season and then hopefully caring about your our lead character in the second half of the season i hope people enjoy some of the comedy some of the fun we have with the world in the first three or four episodes but then are genuinely rooting for this esports team as as and as invested as they would be for an nba team as, as the 98 bulls hopefully that's the trick we we pull hopefully it works i think it's gonna I, I i think it's impossible not to at least transition some people over there but i hope it's the masses like you like you're hoping as well man it's great congratulations dude thank you for joining me on this uh what any uh any prediction for for who who gets in that trade player that tpe exception or any hopes or any final thoughts from you uh I'm going to botch his name. Bogdan, 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 Bogdanovich. Oh yeah. man. He'd be nice off the bench. Yes. He's yeah, that yeah. guy is, 
nice from three. I, I like that. I'm in on that. Three-point shooter is all I'm in on. Aaron Neesmith could wake up. That'd be great. Let's get another. Let's get more people who can shoot threes because Peyton Pritchard, I think, is going to have a long, long future in the NBA, a long one. Uh, yeah. But he's going to keep getting yanked after he misses two threes and, and becomes deer in headlights in the finals. <laughs> I missed the oh, – Bill Simmons brought go. it up. I missed the guy who goes, this is what I do. I do that or whatever. That's the shit I do or whatever. When he's making threes, I was like, man, I just wanted one game of that in the finals. But yes, we'll get there, man. It just, we'll it's just, it's just the beginning. Hopefully, knock on every piece of whatever. But yes. yeah, awesome. Well, all right, man. I'll let you go. I know you got to keep doing some work. Congratulations, players now streaming on Paramount Plus. Dan Peralt, love you, bub. Thanks so much, Tim. Love you. Go seas. Go seas, baby.